The Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X Bull and XPSS for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 index for a single day. The S&P 500 index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, with index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services. Food and beverage. It's always a chief concern for earthly humans, but what about for investors? Well, today's ETF contest is an audience-requested food and beverage matchup. Yes, that's right. That's what's on the menu. And I just got a text message from the kitchen. It's going to be a triple header clash between Invesco, First Trust, and State Street Global. You're going to like what we've got cooking. So grab a seat and pass me the hot sauce. You're watching ETF Battles. I'm Ron DeLegge, and I am the producer and host of this program. It's great to see you again. If it's your first time watching, be sure to subscribe to our channel. And if it's not your first time here, thank you for returning. If you've got a certain ETF matchup that you'd like to see, hit the comment section below with your ticker symbols, or you can find us on Twitter at ETF Guy. Now, today's ETF battle was requested by a viewer named Andrew. And it involves three ETFs linked to the food and beverage industry, which is something that should interest 100% of the global population, because after all, without food and beverage, you can't survive. So thank you, Andrew. You win your choice of an ETF battles mug or shirt. Now, judging today's matchup, we've got a dynamic duo. We've got Mike Akins with ETF Action and John Davey with Astoria Portfolio Advisors. Judges, welcome back to the show. Great to have you with us. Great to be here, Ron. Great to be here, Ron. Good to see you, Mike. I wore my salmon-colored uh, shirt for this food fight. Perfect. Well, we got our four battle categories, cost, exposure, strategy, performance, and then the mystery category. We're going to go through each one of these one at a time, giving our judges an opportunity to give us their analysis. I'll be keeping score, and then at the end of the show, we'll declare an overall winner. Keep in mind, the show may end in a split decision if there's no consensus among our judges. Let's get started with the first category, which is cost. John, kick things off. Yeah, so XLP, uh, 10 basis points. It's significantly cheaper than the other two products. Uh, XLP is, you know, one of the sector spiders. It trades like water. Uh, so you get, like, very cheap, uh, you know, beta exposure to staples, which I think staples are interested in light of the macro environment. Uh, and it trades like water. So overall category winner is XLP by far. Thank you, John. Mike, you're up next. How do you see it? Yeah, I can't argue with that statement. I mean, XLP is extremely cheap on a expense ratio perspective at 10 basis points versus 60 and 63 for the other two. And then from a trading perspective, there is no beating the sector spiders. Um, they are um, the picture of liquidity um, in the marketplace. That being said, um, we're talking about a 
very tactical category today. And I don't look at expenses quite as much when I think tactical. I look at what type of exposure I'm getting and what meets that. And I think we'll get into that as we go. But from a cost perspective, uh, no brainer, XLP is your winner. Exposure strategy is the next category. Mike, you're still up. Give us your analysis. Yeah. So this is where really the whole category decision comes down to is what are you trying to own here? All three of these are very um, focused strategies. Uh, XLP has the most holdings with 32 uh, names in the S&P 500 currently are in consumer staples. The other two are very niche in that they're mostly consumer staples, but not 100%. They're designed around food and beverage. Um, there's about, of those, those two ETFs both own 30 stocks, 15 of them they have in common. The other 15 are very different. Um, so when you look at exposure and strategy, there's two thought processes here. XLP, much broader, all of the underlying industries and the largest companies in the consumer staples. Um, FTXG and PBJ are going to be focused on food and beverage. They have some significant commonalities, so they'll be uh, very similar risk return profiles, but about 50% of the portfolio is different. And when I go through and start looking at those names, um, I like PBJ for the current market climate because it has much more what I consider consumer staple food and beverage names, whereas FTXG gets into more things like monster beverage um, and some of the more um, new aged food companies, which in a lot of ways are growth companies. Um, and if you look at their returns year to date, some of them are down 30, 40, 50 percent. Their return structure looks a lot more like growth countries. So to that extent, I'm going to give my winner um, to PBJ, given the current market environment. Um, if I'm looking, if I'm thinking staples, I'm thinking protection. And if you look at the three-year, five-year up-down capture ratios, correlation ratios, PBJ has the lowest correlation of the S&P 500 of the, of the three by a long shot. It has um, the lowest downside capture by a long shot. And if I'm thinking of either of these three ETFs, the odds are I'm thinking about protection in my portfolio. And I think right now PBJ is constructed to provide the most protection. Um, in the current environment. So PBJ is my exposure winner um, for that insulated kind of non-correlated return equity exposure in the marketplace. Solid take. Thank you, Mike. John, you, how do you see it in terms of exposure strategy? Look, M Mike's the sector king, right? So there's nothing more I'm going to add to that. Um, I mean, there's literally no other points to make. So I agree with Mike PBJ. You know, what I would say is that in general, like and me being more like quantitative and you know, when you tilt away from large cap, there's a known size premium, right? And PBJ does tilt away from large cap. So historically, you know, there's evidence that shows that when you take on the size risk and the size premium, you know, you'll outperform. Um, so PBJ has much less large cap risk than, than mid cap, but I don't have anything else to add on top of what Mike said. I think PBJ is the winner in that category from an exposure standpoint. We next move to performance. John, you're still up. Give us your analysis. Okay, so on a on a one year, three year, five year, and ten year basis, you, you've got XLP and PBJ to compare it to, and XLP does win on a on a one, three, five, and ten year basis. So you, I give the slight nod just from a, a performance standpoint. But you know, we're not really supposed to like make investment decisions based on trailing returns. We're supposed to like know what's under the hood and use tools like ETF action and 
you know, what Mike alluded to before about exposure strategy, like PBJ makes a lot of sense from that standpoint. So I wouldn't like say XLP you would buy just because it, it's outperformed PBJ on a one, three, five and 10 year basis. Um, but purely just on the math, historically speaking, yes, XLP wins and it wins from that standpoint. So maybe Ron, what we should do is break up the category, like historical performance and our view on going forward basis. Um, and, and if we were to break up the category, I'd give one and one to each. But if we're just sticking to the traditional categories that we've always had in ETF battles, which is historical, I give it to XLP. Thank you, John. And also that programming suggestion, we'll take it up with uh, the producers of the show. We'll have a meeting immediately after this battle to discuss those changes <laughs> and those suggestions. Very good. But, uh, I agree with you, by the way. But it is the truth, though, Ron. No, no. Right? We're supposed to like... You're, have a forward-looking view, and so maybe we should split up the category to kind of say, okay, historically, and what's our forward-looking view? So anyway, I'm wearing my salmon-colored shirt, so I'm very thinking outside the box today, Ron. <laughs> Mike, you're up next. Performance, how do you see it? Yeah, I'm pretty aligned with John here. I mean, obviously, from a historical perspective, XLP um, has been the winner, but honestly, that's because we've been in a bull market, um, and XLP has more allocations to some riskier stocks. Um, if you think traditional staples, um, you know, XLP is going beyond just food and beverage. It's getting into retail products um, and other areas of the market. For example, I think I just did a quick count and, you know, seven of the top 10 holdings um, in XLP are not held in FTXJ or in PBJ. So very different portfolios here. Um, you're focusing on food and beverage, which I, kind of like in the current environment. Um, I think they have inflation pricing power. Um, these are staple type products, um, staple products you're going to buy. Like what are you going to get rid of versus not get rid of? Um, I like that concept in this current market environment. I think they have pricing power when it comes to inflation, pass that pricing on to the consumer. Um, and again, um, going back to my exposure, looking forward looking concept, um, I think PBJ has more of those staples versus FTXG, which I like that strategy as well. It's just, it's got a lot of names in there that I think of as new age food products. I don't think of them as staples. I think of them more as discretionary. Um, and I think those types of names have the most risk in the current environment. And I think those types of names will have a much harder time passing on prices to consumers. So from that perspective, I like PBJ, um, you know, food and beverage is pretty much, uh, it is, a, we've all got to eat. Um, and I think if you stick to those companies that are producing the stuff that we have to have versus want to have, they're going to perform a little bit better in this current environment. And that leads me to PBJ. Clearly, someone has a bias against $15 box of soy milk. Clearly. <laughs> All right, let's move. To <laughs> what is soy milk? <laughs> let's move to the mystery battle category where our judges can give us that certain factor or multiple factors to make their arguments. So, Mike. What is your mystery battle category and who wins it? So my mystery battle category on this one just comes straight down to ticker choice. And quite frankly, when it comes to a quick lunch, um, any time of the day, I, you can't go wrong with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's one of my favorites. And I think that ticker is fantastic. And on that, PBJ wins hands down, way ahead of the other two. So PBJ is my mystery category winner when it comes to ticker selection. John, your 
chance to give us your mystery battle category. What is it and who wins Mike, it? Mike, I can tell you it's very important to have a good ticker. And, and if it's a cool ticker, that's even better. Um, but as more of like a kind of macro quantitative guy, I'm going to use something a little bit more quantitative using your tool, Mike, ETF Action. Um, so, so I think like, you know, as I look under the hood of, you know, ETFs, like I want to know, like, is there an edge I can get from the CTF using a quantitative screening tool like ETF Action? And, you know, PBJ, when I look at like earnings growth estimates on a, you know, 2022 basis, it is growing significantly higher, about 15% compared to XLP, which is 3%, or the first trust one, which is at 1%. So, and that kind of makes sense, right? Because we talked about earlier that this is tilting towards more mid-cap-ish type stocks, which are supposed to grow a lot faster than Coca-Cola, right? Coca-Cola is a big stock in XLP, but how quickly can Coca-Cola grow? So I think that wins on that standpoint. You know, I just want to make a comment, Ron, that, you know, there's definitely a turn in the macro environment and there is a big problem with food and food inflation, Um I think, you know, Russia and, and the Ukraine situation exacerbated the big problem we have. So I do think that staple stocks are actually going to do pretty well in what's looking like we're going to have a recession in some shape or form. So currently right now, we obviously have extreme volatility, extreme carnage in the market. I, I think the market is basically pricing in a recession. And when you have that recession, usually staple stocks do pretty well. So I think it's a it's a very tactical category, like Mike said, but it's actually one that's looking pretty interesting from a tactical standpoint for those that trade tactically you know, as we evolve through this year and as the market kind of continues to price out this recession risk. So, so your your battle category winner for the mystery, which ETF is it? It's going to be PBJ, but not because I like peanut butter and jelly, but because it's got good fundamentals. All right. Now we've reached the part of the program where our judges can give us their final overall winner. So, John, give it to us. Look, I, I think, you know, there's a good macro call for having, you know, consumer staples. I think we just talked about there's an increased earn, uh, recession that's happening. Typically, staple stocks do well. Um, you know, I think there is a longer term rationale for owning, you know, kind of the size premium, which you get from PBJ. Um, I, I think of like in my old world when I worked on an ETF trading desk and, you know, we've got big macro hedge funds coming in because they want to play some type of like economic print. They'll trade XLP. But if anyone watching this show, they're basically going to buy, you know, PBJ because it's better constructed as Mike alluded to. So I kind of would say for this show standpoint, it'd be PBJ. But obviously some big macro hedge fund that's going to try and play some type of economic print, they're going to use XLP. Um, but for this category, the overall one, I, I kind of give it to PBJ. Uh, thanks to Mike's, you know, astute analysis earlier about exposure. Mike, your final opportunity to give us your overall battle winner. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that it's peanut butter and jelly time for me. So uh, that's my overall all winner. I would think that I would note that John makes some great, some great points in the macro backdrop. Um, you know, thinking about this tactically, um, when you look at the breakdown of the S&P 500, which most of your audience is going to own as their core um, in some size, shape or form, um, something that looks a lot like the S&P 500, some of your top performing sectors here today, and there's huge sector divergence here today. Um, obviously, energy is by far and away your bigger, biggest winner, which has 
basically no exposure in the S&P 500. Um, you know, the third best performer is consumer staples. And I'm just looking at consumer staples right now. Um, you know, it's got a very small allocation um, in the S&P 500 at 6.71%. So you take consumer staples, you add in energy, and you're less than 10% of the overall S&P 500, which is most of your um, audience's core exposure. So a little bit goes a long ways when it comes to tactical investing. Um, and in this type of environment, adding in some of those um, sectors that are under-owned um, because of this huge secular bull trend that we've been in for the last, you know, basically since the great financial crisis, we've been in this huge bull run of tech-driven innovation. It's gotten the markets out of whack um, from a sector perspective. So tactical investing right now um, makes a lot of sense. You got to be smart about it. You got to stay on the edges, but a little bit can go a long ways um, when you talk about adding in some of these sector and industry ETFs. Um, and I think this is a really good timely discussion for the food fight that we've had today, um, where PB&J is my clear winner. Well, our judges have spoken, and our battle scorecard is PBJ for the win. That's the Invesco Food and Beverage ETF. And as our judges pointed out, it tilts more toward those smaller companies, but it's also defensive in nature. Also, it's got the lower correlation to the S&P 500, and it's got more um, smaller companies, too. Uh, on a relative basis compared to the others, the other ETFs in this matchup. But again, our judges made some awesome points and certainly tactical investing and basically the ability to customize your portfolio's exposure based on your own needs and also based on the changing economic environment. I mean, that's an advantage that uh, everyone should use to keep in their uh, back pocket. So again, uh, John and Mike, great job. Breaking down today's triple header food and beverage. Man, it was good. Thanks, Ron. It's great being here. John, great to see you as always. Yes, thanks, guys. Good to good battles today, and uh, glad I wore my salmon shirt for this food fight. So, well, that does it for this round of ETF battles. Be sure to visit the description section below. We've got links to our judges. You can learn more about their research as well as services. Which ETF battle would you like to see in our next episode? Hit us up with your ticker symbols in the comment section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. Thanks for watching. I'm Rhonda Leggy. We'll see you next time. The Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X bull and XPSS for the 3X bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 index for a single day. The S&P 500 index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, with index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services.